Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, and Ben and Noel Bruning, B-Ticket patron The Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, The All Aboard Podcast, and Ana Fichas de la Torres. I am your host, your post-host Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the horse-drawn streetcar, full of guests heading down Main Street past Matterhorn Mountain. If you look closely behind some trees, you can see Monsanto's House of the Future. On the back it reads, Horse-Drawn Streetcar. The leisurely pace of Disneyland's horse-drawn streetcar keynotes the atmosphere of Main Street, as guests enjoy a trip around the plaza and a glimpse of the magnificent Matterhorn. It's postmarked July 9, 1961, with a Santa Maria cancel and a three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp. Scott number 1035. I assume they visit the park on Monday, August 7th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight, and the weather was a high of 89 and a low of 63. Park attendance that day was 28,842. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. R.F. Lewis of Madison, Wisconsin. It reads, Tuesday. Dearest folks, we've been having a wonderful time. Leave for San Francisco today, but don't plan on making it. There's too much to see. Spent all day yesterday at Disneyland, the day before at Marine Land, and swimming in the ocean. Everyone is really sunburned but me. Love, Betty. I'm glad Betty stayed in the shade during her vacation and avoided getting a sunburn. Although the sun was everywhere because the early trees of Disneyland did not offer much shade, guests could also enjoy a sunny store on Main Street, USA. Located where the Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor is today was a small shop that sold jams and jellies. In 1955, Sunnyview Farms Jams and Jellies opened, but closed within the first two years of being in the park. In 1957, the storefront became a simple candy store until the early 1960s when Sunkiss Citrus House expanded. The Sunnyview Farms storefront was unique, and at the time was one of the only Main Street shops with a raised flower bed in front of the shop's windows. Attached to the building was a simple column marquee that was decorated with lights that sparkled around the words jellies and jams. When Sunkiss moved in, the marquee was removed and replaced with a marquee shaped like the capital letter I. The simple doorway was removed to make a larger opening, which is now only closed at the beginning of the day at the park. You've got to be fast to take advantage of Enfield Post's Instagram sales. One of the flower stamps she was selling today sold out in less than an hour. There were still some interesting stamps available, and once I'm done with this episode, I'm going to see if my favorite stamp of this week is still there. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. 
Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has Cascade Peak around sunset. You can see the Mark Twain traveling past the waterfall on the Rivers of America. On the back it reads, Mark Twain, Rivers of America. Homeward bound from a trip around the frontier Rivers of America, the sternwheeler Mark Twain churns by the thundering falls of Cascade Mountain. It's postmarked June 19, 1970, with a Glendale cancel and a five-cent blue Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1283. I assume they visit the park on Thursday, June 18th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. The weather was a high of 77, a low of 55. It's addressed to a Mrs. Ruby Townsend of Norfolk, Virginia. It reads, Dear Ruby, Olga, and Joe, Well, we've all had so much fun at Disneyland. The boys were a riot. I never saw Keith's eyes so big. It was so sunny and hot that we all go sunburnt. I only wish you could see the place. Well, I'll write again soon. Love, June. When researching this postcard, I looked through a summer 1970s park map and was amazed by how much live music entertainment was available to enjoy at the park. Some of the groups, although the members of the bands and groups have changed over the years, are still strong at the park. These groups include the iconic Disneyland Band, the Dapper Dans, the Coke Corner Pianists, the Royal Street Bachelors, and even the Pearly Band, who guest watch in Fantasyland and in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. I was surprised that their history goes back that far, but was also surprised that they started appearing at the park six years after Mary Poppins, the movie the band is based on, was released. Some performers listed which are no longer seen at the parks include the Plaza Inn Strings, the Delta Ramblers, although the description suggests that the Straw Hatters might have been the same style band, Los Galos, and the Kids of the Kingdom. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. This week, both the Monday and Friday ATD were hosted by paper artist Russ Romano. I caught some of Thursday's Art Throwdown with three hosts working on three very different projects. One of my favorite things about watching arts and crafts and popping in on a random day. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has the image of a red crab. On the back it reads, Pacific Edible Crab, Cancer Magister. Found only along, Calif- found only along California coastline, hard shell species vary from 7 to 8 inches across the shell. The male of the species only is edible. Epicureans acclaim this crab a fine delicacy. It's postmarked April 8, 2022, with a San Francisco cancel and an Arnold Palmer Forever postage stamp, Scott number 5455. It reads, 4-7-22. Hi, Clocky. It was great to meet you at the Vintage Paper Fair. Totally cool and unexpected. I found three Disney postcards, but this was the only one that had a good Disney message. Hope to see you again this summer. Have a fabulous week, Jim. Thank you so much for the postcard, Jim. I talked about running into Jim on last week's episode. I used the postcard he sent me on this week's episode. It was the Mark Twain postcard sent from Norfolk, Virginia. I catalog my postcards on a spreadsheet with information like postmark date, location, city and city it was sent to, addressee name, sender, type of stamp used, and some quick info on what's on the front of the postcard. I'll also include something unique about what is written on the back. I do this mostly so I can find postcards that might have a similar theme. Some of the notes will be about a unique postmark, foreign language used, or if the sender talked about being on vacation for a birthday or anniversary. 
I'm not sure how long I held on to the other postcard for this episode, but I knew one day I might have two postcards that talked about getting sunburns at the park. Sure enough, I opened the envelope from Jim. I could tell it was from him because before I opened it, it was covered with stickers, and started reading the back of the postcard and laughed that I finally had a match for my other postcard. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 97, wear sunscreen.